Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin. Yeah, good morning. Also in studio, Philip Golfie, sales rep with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. My name is Rick Zamprin. We also have a special guest in studio as well. His name is Mike Lancaster, an account executive at Dalton Timmis Insurance. We will get uh, all the details from Mike on uh, how to reduce your home insurance premium, uh, tips for the fall season, and a whole lot more. We have a plethora of stats. You're going to be hearing a lot of numbers in the next few minutes or so. Uh, if you want to write them down, grab a, a pen and paper, uh, grab your tablet or a smartphone, and you can uh, take some notes that way as well. Uh, some interesting things to get to as the September real estate stats have come in from the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington. Uh, we'll get to those uh, in a second. Is that another sale, Rob? Almost. <laughs> Almost. I guess we Closing almost. the deal. Live on the air. And That's it. Forget to Accept it offer. There, there Accept it, it is. offer. Accepted. That's yes. it. Starting um, Saturday, Saturday morning off with a bang here. <laughs> I better mute that. Hey, listen. Um, overall, uh, there, there were more listings in September in Hamilton, but there were fewer sales. Is, is this surprising or was this expected? Well, th- th- there are fewer sales. I, I think the, the, the bulk of the, the fewer sales are because people are still sitting on the fence because of earlier this year of the traumatic increase in pricing and people are just kind of sitting and waiting mm-hmm. and seeing what's happening. And some of those guys are, may even be sitting and waiting till next year. But uh, but house prices are still up from last month and mm-hmm. last year. So yeah. so even though sales are down, unit number of sales are down, but house prices are up. So it like like I said earlier uh, in previous shows, you you erase the first four months of this year. Mm-hmm. There's no indicators of anything coming down, right? But but uh, no, but it's uh, but yeah, I think it's just because people are, are still scared from what happened earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, a quote from uh, Real Estate uh, Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington CEO George O'Neill saying, "Our sales to new listings ratio is down to the 44 percent range, which is a big change from the 80 percent plus range it was earlier this year and the 70 percent range from last September." So uh, it, it screams of a a more balanced market. It is uh, very balanced. Um, it makes it easier for the buyers to come in. They can negotiate. Um, you know, I mean, a fair price, a fair market price, and that's what the price is. Um, what we're having right now is we we do have a lot of people. Um, you know, they some of them have bought houses last year, like we're talking 2016. So let's say they bought for you know 550 thousand. These people are selling this year, thinking that they can get like six hundred fifty to six hundred eighty thousand. That's just unrealistic. Right. And it, you know, they're trying and and they're upset if they don't get it. But it, the market just doesn't work that way. And and you know, it's hard. It's hard to to tell people you know that their house is only worth X amount of dollars. Right. Another right. another interesting thing as to where we are in the market right now is the people that bought investment properties or the flip properties right. in that super hot market. 
are now at the time where st- they're starting to list them. So they've gone in there, they've gutted the place, they've renovated, and now you know they they might have you know paid forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars over asking price, and now they're calling us realtors and 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 looking to recoup their investment. And, and you know we got to go to them and say, hey, listen, I know you have two hundred grand in this place, but you're not, you know, you got to hold on to it mm-hmm. to get it out. Cause, or take a loss. Yeah, or take a loss and, and, and move on to the next one because right now in this current market, you're not going to get your investment out. And that's and that's what's happened. And we've seen, you know, we've seen that in a couple scenarios already um, in terms of people that are, are trying to flip properties and they're not going to get their investment yeah. back. You mentioned average price. Uh, all, for all property types, for September of 2017, the average price was $564,401. That's up 9% from a year ago when it was 517000 So healthy growth. Uh, average days on the market as well. Uh, last year at this time, or at least last September, 24 days on the market. Last month, 32 days in the market. So people have a little more time to... Um, shop around and obviously make a, a final decision. And that's yeah. and that's that's a testament of what the um, listings ratio is. Is as soon as that you know days on market continues to climb, right? You're going to have more listings sitting on the market for a longer right, period of right. time, which which creates a balanced market, which is good. Which is good for the buyer and and the seller just has to price their house more accurately. That's all. There, you know, we still have uh, a lot of. Uh, buyers and uh, realtors that are still listing houses too high and the more non-active realtor the uh, realtor that uh, what I'm saying non-active the realtor that doesn't sell as many properties doesn't really know has the pulse on the market so he is still going based uh, when he does his evaluation some of those realtors are going based on numbers that happened earlier this year Hmm. so uh, like we just saw a house go up for sale and 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 they were looking at 1.4 million, and I was telling the seller, like potential seller, and I said, "Look, you know, there's only one house that sold for 1.4 million in, you know, in your neighborhood, and it was in April, uh, March, April, and uh, that just doesn't happen again." I says, "If and if the other agent said that you can list at 1.4, he is going to hurt you more than help you because you're going to be chasing that market down, and then it and it could cost you." thousands and thousands of dollars so so he doesn't have the pulse on the market because he should know that that 1.4 million dollar house that sold March April was based on a, an unrealistic market and but now he's telling his client to go at 1.4 which is not going to happen it, and that person's going to sit and it, I hope that person doesn't have uh, something that they bought firm already and then uh, you know and then the closing date is going to come up and they're going to be screaming yeah. and, and upset that uh, their house hasn't sold. If you have a question for uh, the Golfie team, you can email us, questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that email address is questions at robgolfie.com. Find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them today at 905-575-7700 or check them out all over social media on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at robgolfie and on Facebook, just search out Rob Golfie. All right, let's go from neighbor Neighborhood to neighborhood. A lot of stats coming at you. So uh, I'm sure if you're in a particular neighborhood, you're interested to see uh, what the real estate market is like. So let's start with uh, Hamilton Central. So this is uh, Kenilworth to James. Hamilton Central, yes. Uh, over here, uh, it shows that the average selling price uh, for September was four hundred and actually $98,000. It's pr- it's pretty high. Now, the stats from last year... Uh, or last month, it showed for one million four hundred ninety-five thousand. I think that there's a mistake somewhere, mm-hmm. unless there was uh, a, a commercial building that was mixed in with the residential property, and but that's kind of construed. But last year, uh, in two thousand sixteen, the average selling price 
in uh, in uh, Hamilton Central was three hundred and fifty six thousand, and now we're almost at four hundred ninety eight. Almost touching that five hundred wow. mark for the first time yeah. in Hamilton Central. So, and that Hamilton Central, uh, a lot of them uh, are coming in from uh, from the GTA. Mm-hmm. That's what boosted that market up. So. You know, and a lot of those are millennials as well. well right? Yep, millennials. And days on market, uh, the days on market. If you go to the next page there, Rick. Yep. Thirty-seven days on the market, and then uh, and then the units. Uh, and but there was two hundred thirty-six homes that expired. A lot of that, meaning that two hundred thirty-six homes didn't sell. Interesting. In in, uh, in that uh, everybody that. only knows the ones that sell. Yeah. Because yeah. the ones that don't <laughs> yeah. sell, the sign just disappears. And, yeah. And people. And, thi- yeah. People yeah. Think people the, think it's it sells. Yeah. The people see a sign go up and the sign go down. Even though the sold sign didn't go up, some people think, "Hey, they they were asking like eight hundred thousand. They must have got it," <laughs> but it's not true. Yeah. So then, um, sales numbers um, uh, were ninety two sold in uh, in the central Hamilton area. So the number seems kind of low, hmm. and so that's why I think that that uh, the number for September, I mean August, seems kind of mm-hmm. off a bit. You can see the uh, the change in activity from September to March when you know uh, things were going crazy. Uh, more than a hundred homes, a hundred more homes sold in March Absolutely. compared to September. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. You could have listed a, a, a crappy garage and, and sold it for three hundred thousand wow. in March. <laughs> Should have bought a crappy garage in yeah. Central yeah. Hamilton. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's go to uh, Hamilton West. So this is uh, from James to basically Westdale. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So average selling price uh, five hundred forty-six thousand um, dollars. We're uh, it's a little down from August. And but it's up from last year. Last year was 562. So it is very strong, very strong. And there was about 100 and uh, 50 homes that sold in the uh, in the West End there, and, which is not not a big number actually mm-hmm. if you think about it for that for that large area. And then average days on the market, uh, 29 days. Yeah, good, so good area. It's a it's a McMaster University student area. Yeah. Also, th- there is areas there that um, you've got these beautiful homes, little pockets in there that are selling for you know eight hundred to a million penny. dollars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You mentioned the uh, the number of homes sold fifty last month, one hundred back in March. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, another indication of uh, how things uh, have changed since the spring. Uh, Hamilton Mountain always a uh, a popular area. One of the strongest uh, strongest uh, markets is the Hamilton Mountain. Five hundred and five thousand six hundred and sixty-four dollars average sale price for September. Um, it is up from uh, August, and the unit number of sales for for that is one hundred and sixty-two. And it's it's actually and then but the strongest month we had was uh, a number of sales was uh, I think it was June. Uh, what else is there? Uh, June and May. So they they've had strong months right through mm-hmm. the like after the spring market. The problem with March. They didn't. Uh, the problem there, they didn't have the inventory. Right. Uh, they, uh, everything sold, so there wasn't enough houses going up for sale. But uh, but the numbers uh, were stronger in May, June, and uh, July. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sales. S- some of the stats uh, for the Hamilton Mountain that stick out to me are um, uh, average days on the market. So thirty eight days. Uh, for last month, September, that is the highest since January of 2016. That's pretty phenomenal. When, yeah, when the average is. wait it was is. about yeah, 45 right. days. That is, yeah. So, so houses are sitting on the market, that, which is, uh, you know, it gives time people to find what they're doing. Yeah. The inventory is getting bigger, and again, that's people overpricing. Uh, they're pricing their houses too high, and they're and, and we're seeing a lot of uh, expired listings, and we're seeing a lot of price price reductions on homes. Mm-hmm. So things are, you know, we got a minute left in this segment. So let's get to Hamilton East. Hamilton East. So that would be from 
Kenilworth over to Centennial Parkway. Okay. And and that's including the Beach Boulevard area. Um, uh, $411,890 is the average sale price in September and uh, 36 days on the market and and there was 81 units sold. Um, it is up from last month. Uh, number of sales are up. It wasn't uh, in the highest month that we had was in June. Uh, was six hundred forty-one thousand. That's amazing. Yeah. So, but uh, but but we're we're up every year uh, from uh, with the sales numbers on those. Still to come, we have Dundas, we have Ancaster, we have Stony Creek, we have Glenbrook. Uh, a lot more stats to uh, digest. We'll talk about uh, home insurance as well with Mike Lancaster from Dalton Timmis Insurance. You can go to daltontimmis.com. Uh, RobGolfie.com is the Golfie team's website. Again, that's RobGolfie.com. More on the Hamilton Real Estate Show next on AM 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Also with us, Philip Golfie, sales rep with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Our special guest today, Mike Lancaster, account executive at Dalton Timmis Insurance, daltontimmis.com. We'll get into uh, home insurance premiums and some tips for the fall season to prevent insurance claims. Have we heard from Mike? Mike, say hello into the microphone. Guys, happy to be here on the show. Thanks so much for, for having me on. <laughs> proof proof that he's in studio. Yeah, he's here. Don't worry. We'll ca- Mike, we're going to talk to him. Any relation to Ron? No no relation to Ron Lancaster, <laughs> although I do have an uncle. His name's Ron Lancaster. Oh, wow. He's actually a mathematician, so. <laughs> Not a football letician. Yeah. <laughs> uh, RobGolfi.com is the website. Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call him today at 905-575-7700. That's 575-7700. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast as well, Hamilton Real Estate Show. Go to iTunes and Google Play. And they're all over social media, at Rob Golfi on Twitter and Instagram. And check out the Rob Golfi Facebook page. Still to come, we'll talk about some rental fraud. Uh, Despite some market fears, millennials are buying into home buying. And we'll also discuss Hamilton's booming development. You talk about statistics, uh, great stats from Hamilton's Economic Development Department. Uh, neighbor to neighborhood in uh, the September real estate stats from the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington. Uh, still to come, we have Ancaster, Glanbrook, we have Stony Creek, uh, but let's go to Dundas. Yes, Dundas. Now, small little communities like Dundas, the numbers are, they vary quite a bit because if they have some big, large sales, they actually will, um, they'll, 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 the, the numbers are, they get construed. Yeah. So uh, Dundas shows the average selling price for September was $984,000, $776. So the problem there is, like I said, it, low sales numbers, but but you get one or two big uh, you know, multi-million-dollar homes that sell, and it mm-hmm. kind of construes the uh, um, the average sale price. And uh, la- last month it was six hundred seventy-nine thousand. Housing prices don't go up that much. They only had about twenty-eight sales in Dundas last uh, last month. Right. So, and then last year in September it was six hundred fifty-two thousand. So, I mean, I'm sure if we took out those two big 
sales in uh, Dundas. Um, we probably have a more inaccurate number, but right now um, it shows it uh, that's nine hundred eighty-four thousand yeah. dollars is so the average price. That that more accurate number would probably settle at around seven hundred thousand or so. I, I I would say yeah, pretty close to the seven hundred thousand yeah. mark. There's no doubt about that. And, and the number of homes too. You mentioned twenty-eight. I mean, it was there was twenty in August, twenty-three in July, twenty-nine in June. All fairly consistent. It, all yeah, all, all very consistent. So I mean, it's just it, it it it's hard to get really good stats on when there's low numbers like that. Yeah yeah. Okay, to Ancaster we go. Ancaster. Well, Ancaster, $924,912. Can you believe that? <laughs> My God. Wow. They, so, well, so we're getting a lot of the people from uh, not necessarily the GTA, but the Oakville, Burlington people. If they're going to come to Hamilton, they are going to Ancaster. Right. Um, so Is that because the homes are similar? The homes are similar. The you know what it it just lifestyle, uh, lifestyle right. you know Amenities, close to the highway. Yeah, yeah, it just everything. But I'll tell you, uh, I mean, I love Ancaster. It's a great uh, uh, city, and, and you know, Michael here lives in Ancaster. And I, 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 if you ask Michael, I guarantee it. Going on that four hundred three to to Burlington, Dalton, Tim, it, it's a it's a deadly highway, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, this morning it, it probably took me around forty five minutes, and you know, normally no traffic, it's easily twenty twenty two. Right, so yeah. that's that's not the uh, the best selling. It's factor not the most there, attractive part of Ancaster. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, but I think people are willing to sacrifice. You know, maybe a commute for a nicer community. Oh to sure, live in. yeah. Oh yeah, and, for sure. Um, we have forty thousand plus commuters who leave this city to go elsewhere, and obviously this is a great place to live, and that's proof of that. Oh yeah, right. They're that, willing to make that drive. Yeah. So so in that in that corridor, they're going to have to widen up that highway. So they're already talking about it. So yes. by the time I'd say within ten years, I mean, f- from my understanding, they're even uh, adding another bridge to the Garden City Skyway in uh, St. Catharines, like hmm. another. Uh, I think they want to make another four lane. Just you know how the the Burlington Skyway has what? two bridges. Yeah. From my understanding, is a lot of people from Ancaster will go to the Burlington Go, right? Right. Is that so? If they, if there was a way to, in terms of a you know, to to blow up the Go station downtown Hamilton, but there's just nowhere for anybody to park. Right. So you, you the only people that are taking the Go station downtown Hamilton out mm-hmm. are, 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 the, are yeah the people that that live walking distance to it. Yeah. Yeah, and you also see between Maine and York on the highway there, they're starting to make the lane changes there, widen that up. So, yeah. try, trying to deal with this congestion. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, I think it's only a matter of time before the 403 is widened. And even yesterday, uh, or the other day, Hamilton City Councilors, again, wanting to ask the province to say, hey, we need this highway widened, for, not only for commuters, but for you know transporting goods and, and services, because yeah. businesses are impacted too. They, yeah, it just, they, they've got to widen the highways. It's just, it's just too congested everywhere. Even the Queen E going towards Niagara, you know, when you come down the Red Hill. It's just you know what, bottleneck it's, there. It's it's so funny how when people start their commute, it gets earlier and earlier yeah. and earlier every morning. Now you see people like they're like, yeah, I, I got to be on the road at four thirty yeah, to, to be in traffic, and and they're willing to you know you know sacrifice that lifestyle to wake up that early to not sit in traffic. But yeah. but, but before you used to see the, the you know the highway start to get busy at seven thirty, but it's it's now it's you know earlier if you're on the, if you're on the road at five a.m. you see you start oh. to see the cars going, <laughs> oh, and, and it's you. a matter. It's like a window of opportunity of like fifteen minutes that if you're if you miss that 15 yeah, minutes, all about the time. It, it's it's adding like 30 to 45 minutes to your commute, you know, based on however long your commute is. But it, it's so funny just yeah. to, 
it, the, it's the, it's like a science in terms of a commute. Everybody has their own <laughs> thing and their own trick that they do the, the, to try and get oh, yeah. to where they need to go, and, and everybody thinks they're doing it the best way, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's it's the, it's the, it's so funny. The aggressive driving, uh, like at five thirty in the morning, Rick. I can't believe it. Like like everybody's got their fresh cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. They just woke up, and oh my god, the 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 driving is oh, yeah. it's un, like, the like Indianapolis uh, five hundred. It yeah. is it, it is very aggressive <laughs> it, at, at and, that and time. Like, the pace of traffic that early. I'm telling you, if if there's any oh. cop that's behind on their ticket count for the for the for <laughs> the month, but, but go go line up <laughs> under under an underpass no, and, all- and have your radar detector because I'm I, like the line the the pace of traffic's like 140. Wow, it's, yeah. it's insane. The, the, well, the police won't give tickets at that time because that's their shift change almost. <laughs> <laughs> like the so. pace of the pace of tra- and I, I think you know what I mean. If if traffic's going, don't don't oh, hurt it's, it. It's right? aggressive, very aggressive at 5:30, 5:30, 5 o'clock in the morning. Uh, we still yeah. have uh, Burlington. Grimsby and Glanbrook to get to, but let's uh, uh, continue with uh, Stony Creek. Stony Creek. So I, uh, this is Stony Creek Upper and Lower combined, and the average sale price is six hundred five thousand dollars. And they had about how many units sold between the two? Seventy three units between the upper and lower, hmm. and that's pro- and that's including Hannon too with that the, the new uh, development that uh, that's happening up there. And um, yeah, average days, uh, average uh, days. Uh, uh, let's, uh, 37 days on the market, but expired listings 251. Wow! So again, a lot of people are overlisting their houses and uh, thinking that they're going to get that. So, so we are getting a lot of people calling us and asking us, uh, you know, th- you know, th- their house didn't sell, and and they're calling us now. Uh, like our numbers, Rick, I'll tell you, our numbers are up by 28 percent for the month of September. Now, I, I, I'm not saying that to. To, to brag, I'm just saying to press upon you, we have systems in place that uh, we we tell people exactly, you know, what the market's like, what what their price should be priced at. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a lot of people that don't sell that many homes, like I said, they don't know the market that well. And if you get one of those guys representing you, you're it's going to cost you money. So you got to be, be very careful. Yeah, we should put a little asterisk besides Stony Creek. There's a lot going on, especially in terms of commuter value. Um, you know, there's the big go station going at Confederation, and yeah. then we just saw that new Costco Plaza fly up overnight, like yeah. literally overnight. They're going to be opened they, up for no, uh, first couple of weeks in November. Yeah, so so it, it should be interesting to, to see what that does to the mm-hmm. Stony Creek market when we touch base on these stats in a couple months. Uh, I was in Upper Stony Creek uh, midweek uh, this week, and I mean that that place is exploding with commercial oh. developments and everything. I mean, it's a new Meadowlands. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, Glanbrook, popular place. Glanbrook, yeah. So the, the the number of units sold in in, in uh, Glanbrook were thirty eight uh, for the month of September. The average selling price is seven hundred and thirty nine thousand. Now, uh, Glanbrook's got a, uh, a combination. They've got a lot of uh, large homes that they're selling there. A lot of a lot of families are moving out, but they do have a high turnover of people moving in and moving out. Um, just because of the fact some people don't mind that highway, uh, you know, f- is it fifty six that goes into Glanbrook, right? Yeah, or Highway twenty, whatever t- it goes to twenty to fifty six. Yep. Um, it, it, it's it's kind of like, and it's a one lane each way. So, I mean, if you got thousands of people leaving Glanbrook, uh, Bimbrook there to mm-hmm. go to Highway twenty, then to, to the Red Hill, it, it, it gets pretty congested. So those that 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 left turn signal there, you better be on the ball on that because otherwise, <laughs> better leave the house at four thirty in the morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, and then we got Grimsby. Yes, Grimsby. 
Always a, a great little little town. It's uh, the average selling price is uh, seven hundred five thousand uh, dollars, but the uh, but and there was only uh, thirty four uh, units that sold in Grimsby, and that's about the average. Um, from when there was a balanced market years ago, there there would only be about thirty to forty uh, homes that would sell in Grimsby on a monthly basis. Yeah, and there's so, always about a hundred hundred on the market in Grimsby. From, actually, from actually, give or take actually right even now. even yeah, there's only about a hundred now. But uh, when the market was balanced, we would have like hundred and sixty homes on the market in wow. Grimsby. So right now we're still under the market. Uh, there is a, a, a homes on the market. Again, people are asking a lot of money for their houses, so it's sitting mm-hmm. a little bit, and then we just got to work it. And you know, there's there's room. There's obviously room for negotiations yeah. there. Days on market fifty eight compared to twenty seven for August. That's right. Wow. There's That's a right. lot of there's a lot of high end properties in Grimsby right now yeah. that are sitting. Um, you know, I, I know of you know twelve to fifteen properties that are you know a million plus, and there's some of them have been on the day on the market for two hundred and sixty days. So, wow. um, it makes that stat a little bit vague, and I and I'm sure you know any any um any town or city that we we've mentioned it i'm sure there are those but in terms of you know off the top of my head i know grimsby has has a couple that have that have been sitting a, a while yeah great little town though yeah. uh and we'll end with burlington burlington this is all of burlington i didn't section it off by uh any areas so eight hundred and seventy nine thousand five hundred fifty. um so they've uh obviously Bur- actually look at look at ancaster higher than burlington yeah. but but ancaster's uh, s- a number of units are a lot less. This is balanced between townhouses, uh, condos, everything all combined together okay, with Burlington. Okay. Um, and then they had uh, the sales number of units is 214. Um, so Burlington's always a strong market. Uh, they've got the high end and they've got the, the like a townhouse, a, a, an average, you know, five-year-old townhouse in Burlington. I mean, you're spending 600000 mm-hmm. Like it's... It's great, more than six hundred. Yeah, so so it's getting expensive out there. So that's why a lot of the millennials are from Burlington. The kids that grew up in Burlington, they're moving to Hamilton, uh, so that they're still close to home. Depending if they don't mind driving the commute to Toronto, it just depends on that. Yeah, a yeah. uh, great article. I think this was in the uh, Globe and Mail earlier this week about uh, Hamilton's uh, economic development hitting the one billion dollar mark uh, for new construction this year. But not only that, they did it in a record time. September 29th is when they hit the one billion dollar plateau again. Wow. Uh, this city's moving. It, yeah. it, it is. The, the, this city uh, is going to be hopping. I, I'd say uh, like Television City, uh, the new development that's going in at uh, the, the old CHCH uh, building. Yeah. They got two towers going in there and, and they've proposed 640 units for the two towers, which is I think is huge. It's it's aggressive. It's massive, yeah. It's a ma- it, it is massive to sell 640 units. Um, they had their opening, uh, they had their VIP night uh, last week. Um, they, they sold quite a few uh, units. Um, I, I think I, I'd say in five years from now, five to eight, ten years from now, downtown is going to be just like it was in the uh, late 80s. Remember uh, how uh, Jackson Square was the, the mall that yeah. everybody went to? And um, so you're going to see a lot of people walking around. It's going to be like a little mini Toronto, mm-hmm. a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of pedestrians walking around, going to different stores. We'll have LRT by then. LRT. Knock on, knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think we've so, talked about it on the show that, I, you know, you know, I I know I've said on the show at any given time downtown Hamilton, you're going to see five to seven cranes in the air at once. Yeah. Well, we so saw that I, well, a couple of years ago. Yeah. There well, was yeah. three, four, there, five there, cranes. A, I think there's what two or three right now. I think downtown, yeah. but yeah. you're going to see you're going to see. Yeah, you're right. Like five five to ten cranes downtown Hamilton happening at all. But I mean, there times. was a, there was a period of time that we didn't see anything. Nothing. That's happen, right. That's right? right. Yeah. It's amazing how things just you know flip on a dime. Oh yeah. Great to things see. Are, things are changing. Uh, another story uh, as well that we want to get to is a rental fraud scam. This one from. Uh, Niagara Police, and we see these sort of things from time to time where 
uh, landlords or, or, or tenants just fall victim to, to this type of stuff? Yeah, so so a lot of the time, it, it, you know, it can happen in two ways. It's, it's you know, a landlord could say they're out of the country and, and re- require a deposit on the rental. And usually, uh, you know, in terms of the Landlord Tenancies Act, you can only ask for first and last last month's rent. Right. So so this landlord would be out of the country, and, and once the money is paid, um, usually through a, you know, an e-transfer or money transfer, the new, you know, the new tenant would would find out there's actually no rental and he, you know the the you know supposed landlord would just take off with it another way this can happen is when the landlord's actually present and they'd actually have you know they somehow have access to a property where they'd be able to show a property um and and they you know they meet a landlord or they meet a you know a prospective tenant on Kijiji or or whatever they actually come through the property they see the property they say yeah it's nice i could you know and then they require a deposit. It's usually in cash, right? Mm. And that for that reason is there's no paper trail of it. And then and then they just take off, you know, on the moving date. The victim it would be the victim um, that would find out that that there's actually they're not moving in. There's no rental. It's just it's just can crazy. I hope I'm not giving you know what I mean like giving anybody ideas, right? Yeah. It's 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 an unfortunate set of circumstances, yeah. but. Um, you know, there's there's ways to protect yourself. Um, a lot of the rental agreements and in, in, in terms of landlords and tenants finding each other is Kijiji. It's a it's a, a main source for that. But a lot of people don't realize that actually realtors, a lot of real estate agents and realtors do do lease. Hmm. They do lease and, and help lease and help tenants uh, find landlords and landlords find tenants. So if you know, if you obviously if you don't want to fall victim to this type of scam. Call a realtor and just say, "Hey, listen, I'm looking for a lease. This is my budget. This is where I want to go. What, yeah. What's available?" Um, and and you know you'll be protected, right? 100%. You'll be protected because the transaction happens through a brokerage, and it's not you know exchanging hands with um, two individuals. And I guess the biggest red flag would be uh, you know I'm only going to accept cash. Yeah. Right? If you hear oh, that from a landlord, time. that's got to be a red flag. Big time. But I mean, like it, it, I always say this: it's the eye test, right? If, right? if you go in and suspecting that you could be a victim of of this fraud, you got to ask the right questions, right? Um, in terms of you know how long have you owned this property? Um, who are your references? Yeah. And and if the landlord doesn't do the background research on you. That should be a huge, huge red flag. For example, if the landlord's just like, yeah, it's yours, no problem. Usually landlords will, will call two references. They'll look for job letters. They'll do a credit report. Mm-hmm. Just and, and if they're not interested in that type of information coming from you, that's that's a huge red flag. Yeah. All right, when we come back, we will talk about uh, millennials still buying into uh, home buying. And we'll also uh, hear from Mike Lancaster from Dalton Timmis Insurance. You can find him online at daltontimmis.com about uh, home insurance premiums and tips for the fall season to prevent insurance claims. That and a whole lot more coming up here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin. In studio today, Rob Golfi and Philip Golfi, sales representatives with Remax's Cartman Realty, the Golfi team. Call them today at 905-575-7700. RobGolfi.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfi on Instagram and Twitter. And check out the Rob Golfi Facebook page. Also in studio today, our special guest, Mike Lancaster, account executive at Dalton Timmis Insurance, daltontimmis.com is the website. Before we get to uh, Mike and some great tips that he has for our listeners today, uh, we want to talk about millennials still uh, 
buying into the housing market. Yeah, actually, there's there's more. Well, right now, millennials are the biggest buying group. Are in, they really? Uh, yeah, they're the, the biggest buying group in the, in the current housing market, and, and a lot of them are first-time buyers. Um, you know, mid to late twenties, looking to, to hop in the market. So we did a we did a quick Google uh, Google Trends search, and we found that um, Google searches about buying a first home have increased by eleven percentage points um, really? to hit. 44%. So someone going buying a first home. Yeah. So okay. yeah. So it's it's a simple Google sh- Google search of, of people going on Google and saying, you know, buying my first home. How do I buy it? What right. are the steps? Where do I start? Right. And that's and that's it continues to be up on Google as a popular Google search. <laughs> so that's that's just Google Analytics telling us what's going on with right. millennials, right? Um, and I think a, a couple of reasons for this is it's so difficult to buy in terms of getting to buy your first home. It's it's so hard that people are, are going to the internet to use as a resource as how to do it, right? Where mm-hmm. do I start? Where do I go? How do I do it? Right. What's the best way to do it, right? Type of thing. Um, so so that's important. But I think with all the new mortgage implications by the uh, the Canadian government, it's it's kind of put a worry in millennials, millennials and, and, you know, a lot of us here, you know, other, you know, our parents owning homes at 19, 20, 21 years <laughs> old, crazy. right? And, and for us, it's like we got to, you know, it, it's just so much more difficult to, to buy our first house. So it's, you almost get that panic when the Canadian government comes out and they're, you know, they're raising interest rates and, yeah. and, and it's like, well, I better, you know, I better get into the housing market right now. Um, we just went through all the stats, you know, those, those home prices are going up hand over hand over hand. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and what people are finding is I should just get in, you know, what they're saying is I should get into the housing market now, start to build equity in my house. Cause you know, prices have continually t- to go up. Right. And, and they're continuing to go up faster than I can save for my down payment, right? For example, if somebody wanted to say somebody wanted to buy on Hamilton Mountain, and they you know they're trying to save up five percent for their down payment, but now they're looking to Hamilton Central because they've been priced out of Hamilton Mountain, yeah, yeah. and those people looking in Hamilton Central maybe are, are looking in you know Stony Creek now, or or even going to Lincoln and West Lincoln because they've been priced out of Hamilton Central. So it's just they're you know a lot of them are in a are in a tough spot right now in terms of you know they're looking to to hop into the housing market and they're looking to you know you know how do I do it and they want to do it now. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, some point. The housing market is cooled as we know. It's more balanced than it was uh, from even the spring or certainly last year. And housing prices have gone up nine yeah, percent. They're still going up. <laughs> so like it, it's what's happening is you know there's more listings. So that's just there's more you know this, the the shelves are stocked. Yeah. The shelves are stocked with listings, but the prices haven't come down. Right. Yeah. So eventually there'll be a couple stale ones. Uh, per se, but you know, it's it's difficult. It's difficult for millennials to get into the housing market. Uh, they're going to Google. They should be going to robgolfi.com as well. That's <laughs> robgolfi.com. Great segue. Yes. Great segue. Mike Lancaster is an account executive at Dalton Timmis Insurance. Uh, find uh, them online, daltontimmis.com. Uh, also a uh, former golfer at the University of Toledo and uh, Miami University of Ohio, not Florida. Mm-hmm. Welcome this to the guy's show. Uh, a, a pretty ice. a pretty big deal. So <laughs> so if you're looking for another uh, person to fill out your foursome, uh, you're the guy to call. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going quickly downhill. Though, I'll tell you, what, you know, being in the office more and body starts to deteriorate. But, you know, it was it was good fun uh, years back being able to play there. Really enjoyed it. And actually, uh, me and Phil actually played golf last week at Flamborough Hills in nice. support of Matt Kids Health golf tournament there. And that's when he asked me to be on on the show. So really excited to be here. And I've actually known the golfy team since, I think it was, what, since 2012, probably? Yeah, we met at, uh, yeah, I'm sure Mike will share the story of, as to how we met. Mm. Yeah, actually at the, the Father and Three Son Golf Tournament, really actually a unique golf tournament. It's for fathers who have three sons. It's been going on for about 80 years now. 
and we usually get about 35 families in the event. So it's it's a really cool cool time for you know all those families to get together and and just really a good a good bonding event for the families. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to what uh, we got a couple of minutes left in this segment before our final segment, uh, ways to reduce your home insurance premium. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have quite a few topics to look at there. Um, there's there's quite a process when buying a home. You know, you're going to want to see if there's going to be any claims on the property, obviously get a full inspection done. If it's a new home build, it's always wise to look at the builder and, you know, if they're a reputable name, if there's been any claims that they've had, any lawsuits against them. Um, but obviously, you know, you're not going to consider looking at home insurance. The first, that's, that's really not your first priority, right? Right. But again, it's going to be another cost to the homeowner. And it's something that we want to make sure that they have choice about, right? Um, the th- nice thing about us is that we have 20 different markets to look at. And we are Ontario's number one insurance broker as of 2016. So we have quite a few different, you know, options for, for the consumer. Uh, like I mentioned, we have 20 different insurance markets to look at. And it's going to give them choice. You know, they're going to change. Generally, when you're moving, you're changing postal codes, right? And that's going to open it up to, you know, my insurance premium, say, in Burlington, it might be a lot different than a Hamilton postal code. Nice thing about us is we have those different markets differentiate for the consumer. Um, you know, let's, let's go into, there's quite a few different things that we want to look for. Nowadays, you know, there's most 50% of claims are water-related claims. And, you know, we really talk about water is the new fire in terms of claims for, for homeowners. Um, something that I always recommend my clients to have is a back water valve or sub pump installed. Really handy to have. Back water valve that's going to prevent, wa- prevent wastewater and sewage backup from entering your basement. And basically how it works is the back water valve is forced to present any overload or waste of water through the drains. And it's recommended that backup water valves are installed when remodeling the basement or when the home is being, being, uh, you know, just built. Updated. I, I mm-hmm. actually installed a backwater valve last summer when mm-hmm. we redid our basement, and yeah, it's a, it's a great uh, it's a great thing to have for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more segment to come. We'll get to uh, tips for the fall season and how auto insurance could change in the face of vehicles that have full autopilot. That and more still to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Last go around here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Uh, just uh, look on iTunes or Google Play, Hamilton Real Estate Show. All the past uh, editions or shows are on the list. Uh, you can also go to robgolfie.com. That's robgolfie.com to get any of the shows or uh, any real estate information that you need. And don't forget, you can call them at any time at 905-575-7700. Mike Lancaster is our special in-studio guest today. Account executive at Dalton Timmis Insurance. DaltonTimmis.com is the website um tips for the fall season to prevent insurance claims mm-hmm. so you know we have the the colder months coming up and with these cooler months there's there's going to be need for travel to warmer climates and it's something that we want to make sure that the homeowner is well aware of of their property when they're gone that 
you know, just to prevent any claims from happening, especially with related to water, like I, I had mentioned previously, um, we want to make sure that, that they're, that they're prepared. Right. And I was actually away at a tournament when I was away at school in the U S and, and it was winter time and I was trying to, you know, just being a young guy, just trying to save a bit of money and turn the heat off on the home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wah, wah, and, wah. <laughs> and so my landlord goes in uh, day after we left the tournament and she sees that, you know, it's, it's freezing or feels that it's freezing inside. Yeah. And, you know, I got a, I got a couple phone calls, a pretty good lecture on why that's not right. You know, obviously pipes bursting, <laughs> et cetera. So, you know, for all those homeowners that are leaving for, for trips, just be wary of that. Um, Certainly something to take into consideration. And it was, a, you know, obviously a valuable learning experience to me. I'm glad nothing happened. That's for sure. So let's go on to prevention tips, especially for the younger generation of homeowners. Um, you know, since most of us have, have probably not experienced a claim, in the event of a loss, it's much easier to think about what could have been done to prevent it. And hopefully a few of these points will help make informed decisions when going about getting home insurance. Um, let's see here. I got a question to ask. Yeah. So I, you were mentioning, uh, Mike, that uh, if there's a claim on a house and the homeowner leaves, that does that claim stay on that house? It it does, right? Like it's it's going to be, you know. So th- if there was, if there was, like for instance, uh, there was a there was a like a washer hose that blew, and there was like a a, a thirty fourth or let's say fifty thousand dollar claim. Right. The basement, the main floor, it was all cleaned out. Now the homeowner. You know, he's you know years later he sells his house. New homeowner comes in, is buying the house. Well, a different insurance company would they know that that house had a claim of fifty thousand dollars? Not necessarily. They're not going to know that. It's it's going to go with the the person who moves, right? Yeah. They're going to have to okay. let them know there was it's a claim like a, a it's almost house. like a Carfax sheet for when you're buying a used car and you, you check out all the claims, mm. the insurance claims on a used car, right? If how yeah. many accidents it's been in, if it's been in an accident, what was the claim, right? That's basically well, what you're, well, well, that's no, what no, you're asking. Well, that, but but the claim goes with the homeowner, not with the house if he moves. I'm, am, yes, am it I, goes with the homeowner. It goes correct. with the homeowner. Correct. So it, so it's like it's, it's like getting a speeding fault. ticket. It's on your driving record really? for three years. Interesting. It's, it's the homeowner's fault, not the, the home, right? Right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, good topic on the um, uh, semi-autonomous or autonomous, uh, i.e. self-driving cars. How is this going to change... Uh, the the insurance the e- Elon Musk game. effect eh? yeah the Elon yeah. yeah it's and I mean really is cool to to see those cars in the road now uh, have you guys ever been in, in I a haven't Tesla yet, no. I, I've been in a Tesla yeah. and, I, I, yeah. and I and I it, they're they're beautiful cars actually the funny thing about a Tesla is when you when you're parked at uh, when you're at a stop sign you can hear everything around you really because there's no yeah. sound so from your quiet, car yeah. it is quiet. And you actually hear people walking across. You can hear their conversation. <laughs> you can hear footsteps. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear everything. You have the windows rolled down because there's no noise from your car. Right. And if, and you hear you hear things that you don't normally hear, especially with the windows rolled down. Yeah. So with self-driving cars, is this going to reduce insurance premiums? Because if you get into an accident, you can blame the car? Well, that's that's what... That would you know, be my excuse. Actually, <laughs> we just had last week in Toronto the RIMS Canada Conference. And RIMS Canada... RIMS conference for our listeners who have not heard is the second largest annual risk management conference in the world and there was actually large debate about where's that liability going to be drawn on is it Mm going to be the the driver itself like it always is right now or will it go to the product right so there's a lot of still you know debate and and you know really you know they have to they have to work that out behind the scenes the companies do you know and and get that kind of moving forward Right, but it's it's really cool to see these these cars in motion. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever 
been in the, in the Tesla when it's in the autopilot mode. The coolest thing though, you put on the signal and you'll literally see the steering wheel, you know, make its way, it'll turn and it'll do it all by itself. It's just, it's pretty incredible yeah. to watch. <laughs> yeah, and but it's, when, I've been, I've been when it's the autopilot mode, when they, when it, when you change lanes, it's not like the a human doing it nice and easy. It actually literally covered like it. Does it, it just jerk you over? It, it, oh, it, no. it, yeah, it's pretty aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> and, and did you did you want to take the wheel like when it's doing that? Well, the first time you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it, it's the trust factor. It's the, right. you don't know if you trust it or not, but I think it's going to become so common yeah. that mm. it's it's going to be do, it's going to become we, normal. But really, do we need self driving cars? I mean, then. Like I mean, I'm not a fan. No, I, I, mean, I like driving. I understand so. it between the lines. It'll keep you between the lines. Sure. You fall asleep. It, it might prevent an accident. Yeah, it's got its benefits. It uh, does we, have its benefits for sure. I mean, seeing it, it could help. You know, eliminate drinking and driving. You know, it's it's probably the the one thing though is that insurance companies have to look at is that even though the liability could fall on the product, right? The repair costs of fixing it, right? The sensors, there's sensors and oh, cameras, crazy, and yeah. panels, right? So. Oh, yeah. yeah, Phil, we got about thirty seconds. You wanted to add something? Yeah, we got a uh, we got an email from another Phil. Um, he wanted us to uh, mention the Hamiltons of the World book. Um, it's it's a it's a book that that you know talks about all the Hamiltons of the world. Okay. It's thirty dollars. All the proceeds go to Mountain Kids Club. Oh wow! Um, and and he he's a he's a friend of the show, big time listener. So I wanted to give him a little shout out. Um, so it's a neat little fundraiser he has going on. Um, these books can be purchased at three different locations. We have, uh, you can go to Salon AG, which is on Conce- Concession Street, uh, Bulletproof Heating and Air Conditioning, and Speedy Subs. So, um, and it's called Hamiltons of the World. Yeah, Hamiltons of the World. It has all the, all the Hamiltons uh, in, in the entire world. And awesome. uh, was, that was not a paid advertisement. So. <laughs> We should, get him to, we should get him to bring books at our office. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah uh, it's a neat little book, and it, it's uh, for a good office. cause, so that's, that's Phil. Awesome. Phil, Rob, Mike, thanks for coming in. We are back next Saturday morning on 900 CHML.